0: Welcome into the New Orleans Saints podcast, presented by SeatGeek. You'll hear from players, coaches, broadcasters, and writers that cover the NFL on a daily basis. The New Orleans Saints podcast starts right now. Here's your host, Aaron Summers. Welcome into the New Orleans Saints podcast presented by SeatGeek. I'm Erin Summers. It is April, which means it is draft month. The Saints have been busy in free agency, and there are still some big names that are looking to get settled in teams across the league. With the ramp up to the draft, you can expect podcasts right here twice a week. On Tuesdays and Thursdays, we'll have the national perspective as well as in-depth looks at each division rival. To help get things started, NFL Network's Greg Rosenthal will join me on today's pod. He'll give his thoughts on the free agent moves and what he expects in the upcoming draft. Rosenthal is a host of Around the NFL podcast, and he'll be a part of NFL Network's draft coverage. The network will have live coverage of the 2023 NFL draft from Kansas City, April 27th through 29th. Before we jump into that interview, the Saints did make a move Monday, re-signing linebacker Andrew Dowell. He's played in 34 games since joining the Saints practice squad during the 2019 season. Dowell has been a big contributor to the Saints special teams unit with 22 coverage stops, a blocked punt, and two forced fumbles. In 2022, he appeared in all 17 games. I'm going to try and track down Andrew Dowell for an interview later this week hopefully get them for Thursday's pod. All right, now let's bring in Greg Rosenthal of the NFL Network. Greg, thank you so much for joining me on the New Orleans Saints podcast. It's a busy time of year. So how are you doing?
1: I am doing great. I, it's a little calm before the storm, like between owners meeting and the draft. I'm trying to try to enjoy it while we can.
0: It's been a busy free agent season. The past month mm-hmm. has had a lot of changes. What's been the most intriguing move for you?
1: Oh, um, you know, Javon Hargrave going to San Francisco was a big surprise to me just because, like, they're a team that loves to build strength on strength, and I had a feeling Philadelphia wasn't going to be able to keep them. The, the Eagles have done a good job keeping as many uh players as possible. Uh, but him going to San Francisco is not something I saw coming and Uh, they they still have questions at quarterback, but that is, that is a scary team. I mean, your, your team there in new Orleans though, they always keep it intriguing too. I would say they're up there cause everyone, everyone gets so mad about them being over the salary cap and then always. you look up and they've spent almost more money than any team in terms of guarantees and free agency.
0: Yeah. It's, it's so funny to me every year when people freak out about the cap space <laughs> and think that it's going to become a problem because it, it has not happened yet. I think we were waiting for a long time for just the, the quarterback situation to play out as far as free agency goes, that those dominoes to fall. And we're still waiting for some of those. Where do you think we're at in that?
1: Well, you're right. There wasn't as much movement this offseason. Lamar Jackson is the big open question. To me, Aaron Rodgers will be a Jet. I kind of think it'll happen on draft day, either day one or day two of the draft. Some combination of picks. Both those teams are operating That way the Lamar question is, is the bigger one. I'm Mm -hmm. a little stunned that teams such as uh, your rivals, the Falcons uh, and others haven't gone from Lamar Jackson, but I kind of don't want to write that story until it's over. And I think the draft is kind of the point for the Ravens and for the rest of the league where that will come to a head. And I I still think the Colts that have a decent chance to go after.
0: Anybody free agency wise that you're still watching outside of you know those two that you just named
1: uh sure odell beckham is out there i do a top 101 uh for nfl.com before free agency starts i think it's about down at 19 available players two of those players are in the top 25 and that's odell beckham and, and bobby wagner bobby wagner he's at seattle uh he's returning to seattle so odell is the only one left in my top 25 and i uh I just think he's not going to get the money that he wants. And Mm -hmm. if he wants to play for a title, like Buffalo would be an option, but I'm hearing he's not really down with the the cold weather there. So I I don't know where he ends up.
0: I I think it's always funny to me when players are like, uh, no, I will not go there. I don't care how much they're going to pay me. It's too cold. I mean, I don't blame them, but that's the same. Could be said when I was looking for a college,
1: like uh, (laughs) I was just looking for somewhere that was warm in a city. And that's how I ended up at Tulane in new Orleans.
0: Yeah, I know you're from here or had spent some time here.
1: Yeah, not I'm definitely not from there. I would never claim it. I wish I wish I could uh, I'm from Massachusetts spent four years there. I always thought I'd return. Uh, ne- never did. I mean, I, I go back and visit all the time and never to live.
0: So I mean, I don't even want to go there, but I guess you're a Patriots fan.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm like, I, I lack integrity. So I feel like Because of my job, I've let go of the reins a little bit since uh, Tom Brady left, which is like, yeah, I'm just leaving on a high, you know, but I I am still I still am uh, deep down. But I I also pull for the Saints. Uh, I pull for the Rams a little bit because my daughter is a fan here. Uh, I had season tickets one year uh, to the Saints when I was in college with, with Aaron Brooks running the show. How about that?
0: All right, we'll take it. Definitely appreciate the fandom. And, and you backed it up with tickets, so it's not like you're just a bandwagon. Going into the draft, the Panthers obviously overtaking the, the number one pick. Sounds like it's going to be quarterbacks that come off the board first. How do you think all that's going to play out for the first few picks?
1: Well, when I watched the CJ Stroud tape, I thought this guy really makes sense with Frank Reich. I was really impressed. I almost thought, why is this guy not being talked up? even more uh, just because he can make every single throw really quick at processing going through his reads. The Bryce Young tapes, even more exciting. He's a smaller player, uh, but I can understand why he would be number one on most people's boards. But I I think Frank Reich likes those guys who kind of go from one to two to three quickly are a little more predictable. I think that's CJ Stroud. But as we get closer to the draft and you never know who to trust that I think there's more people that believe it'll be Bryce Young, the NFL wants this to be kept a secret, I believe. And so maybe the Panthers will keep it close to the vest until we get to draft day, which would be fun.
0: Sure. They have traded away DJ more. So they definitely have a lot of other needs as well around, you know, getting their franchise quarterback. What are some of the other teams that you're watching that you think have a lot of needs that they need to address?
1: It's mm, a good question. You know, the Packers have not done anything this off season. I, I, thought they were going to add more around Jordan Love, uh, assuming Love is going to be the quarterback. The Vikings are a mm-hmm. team that, to me, are in transition right now, and they've got a couple moves that haven't yet been made. Dalvin Cook is still on that roster. I'm not sure if he's going to stay on the roster. Zedaria Smith's a guy who's on that roster. I'm not sure he's going to stay on that roster. So there are still some more veteran trades uh, that are going to happen. And then, and then you look at the teams that have two picks in the first round, and those are the teams that kind of get to – pick and choose what, what to do on draft day, the Lions being one of those and the Eagles being another one.
0: It's the Raiders and the Texans that have the most draft picks in this draft coming up. How important is it for those teams to really start building for their future?
1: Yeah. I mean, the Raiders didn't have picks last year because of Devontae Adams, at least not at the top of the draft. They haven't really brought in top shelf uh talent uh this offseason. They bring in Jimmy Garoppolo to be their quarterback mm-hmm. and those two teams you mentioned I think could take first round quarterbacks. There's there's some talk now that the Texans may not take a guy at number two. I'm not sure if I really buy that. uh, But, you know, there's a thought that if they're not totally in love with who's there at two, they could take Will Anderson, the pass rusher, and maybe get a quarterback with their second pick number 12. I, I think both of those teams need to come out of this draft with quarterbacks. But for the Raiders, it doesn't necessarily have to be in the first round.
0: With Chicago making that trade with the Panthers, you know, how important is it for them to get that number nine pick, right?
1: Oh my gosh. I mean, they, they have that nine pick and they have what else do they have a couple second round picks. I think they have four in the top 60 something and then five or six in the, in the first three days, I I give them an incomplete, like everyone (laughs) gave them such kudos for making that trade. It, the the easy part is making that trade. They've got pretty much the the standard uh, haul that you would get for a, mm-hmm. a trade like that. We've seen it before. You got to make those picks count, and uh, they they could not win a game on defense at all late last year. They have a defensive coach. They made some defensive picks. So I like what they've done. They, they they've brought in a lot of veterans too, uh, but they need to start hitting some doubles and triples with their draft.
0: Looking at the NFC South, who do you think has you know the most upside? with what they've done Mm. in free agency and what their potential is with the draft.
1: That's a good question. Cause I, you know, my criticism of the saints have been, is this a team that's just aiming for 10 wins, aiming for nine wins? Like, so I don't look at them and I don't come in here saying
0: that because I know player in here will tell you it's super bowl. (laughs) I,
1: I hear you. And I have to say though, they still to me have the highest ceiling right now because they have the most veteran players that are a little boomer bust. I don't think Derek Carr is boomer bust, but whether Michael Thomas Mm -hmm. uh, is healthy is, is boomer bust that defense, which wasn't quite to the level Dennis Allen expected. I think last year still has talent, still has holes. And so the defense, is a little boomer bust to me in, in the sense that it could be a top five defense. It could be closer uh to average. So I put them still at the top because look, the Panthers have no passing game right now. The Falcons, I believe, are pretty talent poor and, and the Bucks question at quarterback hangs over them. So at this point it's the worst division i believe in in football and the in the saints are the slight favorites the draft could change that and and certainly Bryce Young is such a dynamic player could he be great as a rookie could CJ Stroud be great as a rookie it's possible but it doesn't happen too often at quarterback
0: it's what we were saying all last season is that that you know the division was there for the taking and and no one really seemed to want to take it so hopefully this year the saints will step up Looking outside of that division and when Washington and their situation with the ownership change and what may or may not happen there, how much does that affect things, especially at this point in the season, when you're trying to make decisions on players in the future of your club?
1: Well, Ron Rivera was at the owners meetings, their coach and said, it's hanging over them that Mm -hmm. even as something from the outside, that seems as small as picking up a fifth year option on, on Chase Young, who, who was their first round pick four years ago. Like that's. Something that you would want ownership to be on board with, and Rivera admitted that they're waiting to see who ownership is before that deadline and free agency trades. Like they made a clear uh, decision this offseason not to go big at quarterback. They're they've said publicly they're not going after Lamar Jackson. They're not taking one in the draft. They're going with Sam Howell and Jacoby Brissett. And I do wonder if they're treading water a little bit and not making those types of moves because of the ownership situation.
0: Which teams do you think are going to kind of just continue, I guess, are at the, at the top right now in the league? Bills seem like they've been that way for the past couple of years now. Who else do you think has kind of risen to the top?
1: Well, the Bills have a tough division, and I think it's going to be harder for them this year. I really like what the Dolphins have done. The Jets are going to be better. The Patriots are still very competitive. So I put the, you know, first, everything starts with Kansas City. You make sure. five straight uh AFC championship games, you went to Super Bowls, you have Patrick Mahomes, you're there. But the other team that I think is really set up well for the next two or three years is the Bengals. I, I do think there's more of these teams in the AFC. Mm-hmm. They've been really smart in terms of what they did, have done in free agency over the years. The Saints uh, and their fans know that well. Von Bell, Trey Hendrickson were, were two good pickups. Hendrickson's still there. And they, they've made the, the right pickups in that group they have together. And I'm talking about Burrow, Chase, Higgins, and Boyd. I, I start with passing games in the NFL. That That's how the Saints used to start every season. Mm-hmm. If you have a strong passing game that you know is going to be good every single year, to me, you're one of the contenders. And the Bengals, I think, are almost number one in that category in terms of having just a great young nucleus that stayed together a long time.
0: And The AFC definitely seems overall to be stronger.
1: Yes, at the top and with depth. It's mm-hmm. the first time since I've covered the league in, in my memory that that's been the case. Uh, I I like the Eagles. They're good on both lines. They can't expect to be as dominant as they were a year ago. But after that, it's pretty wide open in the NFC.
0: Um, With the draft approaching, any players that have stood out to you? Maybe any movement that you're seeing with the pro days happening after the Combine?
1: Uh, well, less about the pro days and more just about my personal, um, (laughs) studying and everything. Mm -hmm. I, I just went through the receivers and the tight ends and, and Dalton Kincaid is a guy at tight end that I I'm just in love with. Uh, I just think he's the type of guy that every team wants right now, like a really explosive, great hands, great after the catch type of tight end. And it's interesting. This tight end class is so good that. You could see a number of them go in the first and second round. You could see a few of them maybe go in front of the top wide receivers in this class. I like this receiver class, but it doesn't feel like there's a huge gap between number two or three and number 10, whereas there's some really intriguing tight ends. Sam Laporta is another guy who might be a second round type of pick, but is just so athletic. I think it's a, a great draft if you're looking for tight ends.
0: What kind of coverage can we expect from you with the draft approaching and during draft weekend?
1: I'm like, always. I'm always studying late, you know, we're, I'm cramming. <laughs> this is my draft season. We actually are ranking receivers and tight ends on around the NFL, uh, our podcast this week. Uh, and then we'll, we'll crank it up as we get closer and closer to the draft. We do, we do a big show on day, day one, that night of, I hope we're going, I don't even know if we're going. We went last year. It was fun. <laughs>
0: yeah, I am sure it is. I have never been to a, a draft, but I'm sure it would be a good time. We'll be following your coverage for sure. What do you miss about being here in new Orleans?
1: Oh man, the food is is number one. I mean, how could it not be? My my wife's uh, a cook. She went to culinary school, so when we've gone down there, we just like she appreciates it more than anything. I've tried to like convince her to move back, and that was in a, in another life. But yeah, did that's, you really that's number one? And just like the how I like how slow people talk because um, <laughs> I talk fast and I'm a little high strung. It's like it chilled me out living there. Just just the the air, the humidity, everything. I actually like the humidity. I like it all.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've enjoyed it. I've been here for uh, almost two years now. It'll be two years in August. Oh. So I'm from North Carolina, not quite as north as you, but definitely different, different place, but it's very fun. Well, you fun. got the
1: badass uh, Dome Patrol poster there. In I do, the, in yeah. So got to like represent. Little,
0: yeah. <laughs> well, I appreciate it. Thank you so much for giving us some insight um, into free agency and the upcoming draft and players. And we'll definitely be listening to your podcast around the NFL coming up here.
1: Appreciate it. Thanks.
0: Really appreciate Greg joining me on the podcast today. He did say it was kind of the sweet spot between the combine and the draft. So hopefully we, we hit him up at a good time. You can catch his podcast around the NFL and coverage from him leading up to the NFL draft on NFL Network site, NFL.com. I'll be back Thursday as we kick off our division draft profiles. Feel free to tweet me any questions at Erin E. Summers. That's E-R-I-N-E. Summers, like the season with an S. Any questions you have about Atlanta, Tampa Bay, or Carolina? And, of course, the Saints, because we will definitely be talking about them as we get closer to the draft. Thank you so much for listening today. Thanks for listening to the New Orleans Saints podcast presented by SeatGeek. Join us three times per week on NewOrleansSaints.com, the Saints mobile app, or you can download the podcast on iTunes. We'll see you next time right here on the New Orleans Saints podcast presented by SeatGeek.